Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on Locals at dannycats.locals.com where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free speech friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind the scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high vibe superstars at dannycats.locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. superstars it's Danny with a words are matter planetary service announcement for us before we get into it I'm going to encourage you and me and all of us to slip on our big girl panties <laughs> and to keep in mind that I'm speaking from the perspective of how language is functioning to perv distort and fragment our reality construct to create more dissonance in our field right there are no personal pot shots being taken here because we're going to talk about pronouns and specifically we're going to talk about how pronouns are functioning to create more dissonance more exclusion and more incoherence and fragmentation in the field specifically when they are a being um, modified with personal possessive pronouns, as in my pronouns are, right? And specifically when people are using them in their email signatures, in their Zoom profile names, when people are introducing themselves. Hi, my name is Sebastian Goldberg. My pronouns are they and them, right? I'm going to go into why all of this is doing us as a human family an incredible disservice and why we really want to steer clear of this trend. And I also want to be clear, this is nothing to do with anyone who is choosing to identify as gender fluid on any level whatsoever. I'm just tackling how this trend is destroying the exchange space, destroying discourse and creating more fragmentation. And then we can be resourced from there if we are people who identify as gender fluid, how we wanna handle it, okay? 
So I've spoken about fragmentation in the past. It is definitely a tool of the social engineers to create more dissonance, more chaos, more disruptions in the field, right? Think of it like a needle skipping on a record. For those of us who remember records, think of it as driving over a speed bump in the road, right? It's anything that curves the flow. It's anything that pulls us out of our regular flow and just goes, and you have to, we have to like take a moment to reorient and figure out what's going on. So this is generally how this pronoun op is serving, especially when people are using the plural they to reference a singular person, right? It creates more incoherence and fragmentation because when, you know, I'm reading a book about a singular character who's being referred to as a they, and I need to flip back several pages, several paragraphs to see what I've missed, that doesn't create for a cohesive flow. And for anyone who's studied productivity, optimal performance, we understand how important momentum is, right, to keep us moving. And when we lose momentum and have to start all over again, which is what fragmentation does, it's an incredible waste of energy. It's very, very inefficient. But I specifically want to tackle the pronoun thing from the perspective of inclusivity, right, because that's a big buzzword these days. And from the standpoint of of quelling some of the conflict and polarization vibes that the social engineers are really going the distance to rile up, to foment, to foster, to expand, to exacerbate, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the thing. When I introduce myself to you from the get-go, hi, my name's Sebastian Goldberg. My pronouns are she and her. How do you know the bride and groom, right? I've just thrown so much information at you that it's way too big of an ass. So think already how many people have a hard time remembering people's names from the get-go. And to this end, I really recommend Jim Quick's work on mnemonic tools for remembering people's names because it really is a superhero tool. But when we're meeting someone for the first time, we're already inviting them to remember our name, right? So that's already like the ask that we're placing upon their intellectual capacities. For some people, it's easier than others. When I throw in extraneous information, like here are my pronouns, like that's too big of an ask for the intellect, especially when we're first meeting someone and when it's not relevant, because I'm, when I'm meeting you for the first time in a first person context, for me to toss in when it's not relevant to the conversational flow, how I want to be referred to in the third person, it's way too much for the brain. It's way too high of an expectation. It's like me coming to your house for dinner and saying, hi, my name's Sebastian Goldberg. Nice to meet you. I'm going to need some extra salt and uh, no ice in my water. When like no one's serving me now, what are the odds that my host is going to remember all that when mealtime comes around? They're not, they already have a million things on their mind. So what we're doing when we introduce ourselves with our pronouns is we're throwing in a bunch of extraneous information when it's not timely or relevant. So let's suppose that I am someone who is inviting people to use different pronouns than I'm presenting, right? And this is really the exception to the rule because nine times out of 10, when people are letting us know what their pronouns are, especially in this current cultural climate, they're exactly the same as you would expect them to be. Like if I am presenting as she, her, 
then why do I need to tell you that I'm she, her, except to virtue signal, right? Except to send a signal that says, I'm on board with this ideology and this particular political affiliation, because let's not kid ourselves. Like it is a very specific political ideological affiliation that is you know, attaching possessive pronouns to their pronouns, right? And going the distance to let us know what their pronouns are. And for anyone who's listening on the podcast, know that as I'm overemphasizing these words, I'm making quote marks with my fingers, right? And I'm thinking as I say this of the Modern Art Museum here in New Mexico, where you look at the staff and every single person will have their name and then in parentheses, their pronouns. And not one of those 30 people is utilizing pronouns that are any different than what you would expect them to be given their name and their face. So it's just extraneous. We're just wasting space, right? If you think of a print publication and using extra ink or whatnot, but like we're throwing in extraneous information that doesn't matter. But when we're doing it in an introduction, it's not the right time. Like the brain is not going to grok it because it's not relevant to the topic at hand. So if, 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 if we are that rare exception that is presenting differently than other people are going to guess our pronouns to be, then the wisest time to bring that up is when it comes up in conversation, when it's relevant, when someone uses third person pronouns that are not appropriate for me, then I can step in and say, oh, actually, I would prefer Zizé Zem, right? Then it's relevant. And then the brain is primed for it to land. But when we toss it in in an introduction, the brain is not primed to actually grok it and it's pretty much going to tap out. And now we're not going to remember that person's name, that person's pronouns, or any of these details because we're overloading it with too much extraneous information. So from a basic like intellectual processing capacity standpoint, it's completely inappropriate and inefficient and ineffective to introduce ourselves with quote unquote our pronouns, right? So now let's move to the putting the pronouns in an email signature, which has also become kind of a trend that I'm seeing these days. How is it relevant? Like your third person pronoun preferences have literally nothing to do with our direct one-on-one -on -one email exchange. It's like me putting my blood type in my email signature. But to be more appropriate, what it's really like is me putting Trump one in my email signature or MAGA in my email signature, because it really is a political statement, right? And let's be very, very clear. We're not seeing people who, you know, are pro first amendment, who aren't down with certain parts of the medical narrative, who aren't really down with socialism or communism. We're not seeing those people take on pronouns as part of an identity construct. It's definitely relegated to one specific half of the polarity construct that we're being engineered into buying into. So it really is an exclusionary practice because what we're doing is we're virtue signaling. It's like wearing a MAGA hat, um, which we've seen plenty of people, you know, I've seen plenty of videos of people being thrown off of airplanes for wearing a MAGA hat because it's polarizing and it's uncomfortable and it triggers other people. So if we're claiming to be inclusive, if we're claiming to want to create a safe space 
right? And we're claiming to want to create a unified space where we're holding space for diversity to lead with our pronouns isn't really a, a way to achieve that, right? It's going to achieve the exact opposite given that pronouns are part of the polarization. Now, again, I want to be super clear. If you are someone who is gender fluid and who is presenting physically differently than the pronouns that you prefer, by all means, make that request, but make that request when it's relevant and timely to the conversation. Don't lead with it. When we're leading with it, that is an act of aggression, right? And so right now, with tension so high and the polarization reaching these very dangerous crescendos, we are all wise to walk the path of neutrality and to communicate from a space of neutrality, leading with pronouns, signing our name with pronouns, putting pronouns in our Zoom profiles is not neutrality. It's egging people on. It's aggressive. It's poking at people. It's triggering for people. It is messing with people unnecessarily. So this is to discourage you and me and all of us from using pronouns in an email signature, in a Zoom profile name, in any of your names on LinkedIn, on social media, like all of that. Remove the pronouns, please. And and remove them from your introduction. When you're introducing someone, do not overload them with too many things to remember, right? The human brain is overtaxed, especially in 2022, when the average length of the average adult attention span is less than that of a goldfish, right? And quickly diminishing. So we don't want to overtax people's attention spans and intellectual capacity by throwing in this kind of extraneous information. If you really feel authentically called to share that, share it when it comes up in conversation and when it's relevant, if for no other reason, then that's when people are going to allow it to land and grok it and grasp it and be able to remember it and then honor you as you are requesting with these particular pronoun edits. Again, this is not to take a stance in this particular culture war. This is just to explain how the leading with the pronouns is rude, irrelevant, extraneous, overtaxing on the brain, and simply empty virtue signaling. What is virtue signaling? Virtue signaling is where we feel the need to offer extraneous information when it's not relevant to the topic at hand to manipulate other people's opinions of us, right? So that they think we're cool, so that they think we're virtuous, so that they think we're honorable, so that they think that we're down with the cause, right? But that's not the point of communication, especially, especially when we're dealing in a professional capacity, right? So please be mindful of the urge to virtue signal. And we all have it, you know, check ourselves. When I go to the coffee place and I'm gonna tip the person a dollar, do I need them to see, to be looking at me when I put the dollar in the jar? That's virtue signaling. Or do I know that I'm a good person and I can just put the dollar in the jar whether they, whether they see it or not because either I authentically felt like tipping or I didn't, right? So, so, so this is just for us to be mindful of the urge to virtue signal, which, is, which isn't only relegated to these polarizing kind of political, identitarian, ideological games that we're playing these days, but it is to invite us to not 
lower our vibration and to not sink and, and kind of pander to the collection of virtue points, right? And to instead be mindful and respectful and to make an effort to speak to neutrality, to speak from neutrality, to foster neutrality in our discourse so that we're not needlessly triggering people and, you know, riling up people's emotions when it's really not necessary, when we're just signing our names or introducing ourselves or jumping on a Zoom call, like, please be mindful of the effects that these pronouns are having on the discourse at large, on our exchanges and on other people, right? And let's be respectful and mindful and resist the urge to toss these in unnecessarily while remembering that every word matters, that you are omniscopic amazingness. Have a rockin' day. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as you are inspired to learn more about my quantum languaging work, about my books, my homeschool courses, my transformational and empowered badassery coaching, check out my website, dannycats.com. As well, track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.